Sergeant. Simon, son of John. Do you love me more than these others do? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Take care of my lambs. A second time, Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Take care of my sheep. A third time, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter became sad because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And so he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. telling you the truth. When you were young, you used to get ready and go anywhere you wanted to. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you up and take you where you don't want to go. In saying this, Jesus was indicating the way in which Peter would die and bring glory to God. Then Jesus said to him, Follow me. Peter turned round and saw behind him that other disciple whom Jesus loved, the one who had leaned close to Jesus at the meal and had asked, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about this man? I want him to live until I come. What is that to you? Follow me. So a report spread among the followers of Jesus that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say he would not die. He said, if I want him to live until I come, what is that to you? He is the disciple who spoke of these things, the one who also wrote them down. And we know that what he said is true. Now there are many other things that Jesus did. If they were all written down one by one, I suppose that the whole world could not hold the books that would be written. Hi, welcome to uh, our, our final look at the words of the Apostle John in uh, John's Gospel. Having uh, seen how Simon Peter was restored into his ministry and his calling last week with the words of Jesus saying, uh, you know, uh, feed my lambs, look after my sheep and feed my sheep. Uh, three reaffirming statements is that cancel out the three denials of uh, Peter when he was stood by that fire that we looked at a number of weeks ago. 
But here we find ourselves uh, in, in an interesting situation. I want to look, first of all, back a bit, um, specifically at, at the words that um, Jesus says uh, at the end of uh, verse number 17. Uh, the question is asked of, of Peter, do you love me? And, and the last thing here is Peter starts to, to feel a little bit uh, under pressure and maybe even a little annoyed. Three times? This is the third time, Jesus, that you've asked me this very same question. And Jesus is, is, is reaffirming Peter, but Peter may be feeling got at. And then Peter says these words, he says, you know, you know, you know me, you know all things. You know all things. And, and it's good to remember that he knows all things. Um, omniscience, God's knowing. I, I think this is one of the, the interesting situations we, we might even find ourselves in at this moment in time is, is God, if you knew what was coming with this pandemic, uh, this COVID-19 uh situation that we we are dealing with and we're finding ourselves restricted and, and, and our resources limited um, did you know that did you know that and if you knew that did you try and tell us is, is there something about our walk with you our communication with you and I, actually I think the problem is in, in our listening to him so often we come with with a million and one things that we want him to do and 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 how we desire he would intervene and step into our life situations but the reality is is that we don't wait upon the lord um, where our strength will be renewed where we might find uh, focus and direction and, and i'll pick that up in, in a few minutes time but when Peter is talking to Jesus, he uses this phrase, he uses this phrase, you know all things. Our God knows all things. What an encouragement to us is, as followers of Christ to ensure that we invest our time into uh, propagating and deepening our relationship with the one who knows all things. You know, that phrase is, you know, you're asked a question, well, I don't know. Another question, oh, I don't know. I've got, I, I haven't got a clue. The, the one thing is that Jesus knows. Jesus knows. And for me, even this week, it's been a great challenge to ask the question, where is the prophetic voice? Where is uh, that clarion call over God's people in preparation for what we're going through, but also in alignment to how we're going to be and what we're going to be doing differently as God's people when we come out of this situation. You know all things. So there's a depth in, in Peter's response. Jesus goes on to say, feed my sheep. And he says this, truly I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you to where you do not want to go. In verse 19, it says this, that Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. And, and this is really interesting here because 
in one sense, you feel for Peter because Peter is 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 sat with his 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 buddies that you know they're all around the campfire and, and they're chewing down on their their, uh, their their bread and their fish and and then Jesus focuses totally on on Simon Peter and he goes through this restoration uh, encounter this conversation and then it sort of comes to a conclusion and Jesus says and by the way this is how you're going to die and I'm sure that Peter must have thought for a moment, oh my goodness, um, I didn't think we were going to end up here. Uh, you may have found at times in conversations with people where things were going in a certain direction and before you know it, there's a depth or, or, or a focus that was never even on your radar and you can be caught out a little bit. There's Peter and I, I think this, this has, has caught him out a little bit. But one of the things that, that, that historically that we know, and this is, uh, you know, to underpin what's going on here, is the fact that um, historically it was recognised that Simon Peter himself was crucified. You know, it says here, Jesus says these words, you know, uh, you will stretch out your hands. You're, you know, you're, you're going to be stretched out. And that is a, is a depiction here of... Uh, of crucifixion so so Peter is being uh, directed to a point of understanding that that you're going to die in a similar way to the way that Jesus died and historically uh, and we know this historically because there's writers like um, the Jewish historian Josephus and Josephus records for us um, what was happening in, in the first century uh, around Rome and um, some of the things that, that, that uh, become very clear when you start to read this guy and, and, and how he writes about the way that the Romans were um, active in their uh, oppression of the people around them um, and barbaric in the way that they chose to eradicate people so this whole thing of, of crucifixion and, and one of the things that Josephus picks up on is the fact that um, sometimes the soldiers would would crucify people in in bizarre and uh, and contorted um, shapes just to to make a, a greater spectacle uh, of them in, in the public arena. And uh, there is historical understanding that that in 64 um, A.D. There was a fire in Rome and Nero at that time um, increased the persecution uh, upon Christians, blaming them for what was happening in Rome. And, and the story goes, you know, the, the, the legend in a sense is that at that time, uh, Simon Peter was in, uh, in Rome and was fleeing from this persecution and the oppression placed upon them. And as he was leaving Rome... Um, he had a vision and he met the risen Christ and Jesus meets him and uh, Peter's question uh, of Jesus is, is uh, where are you going Lord where, where are you going and Jesus's response is I'm going to be crucified and Jesus is seen heading back into the city and Peter turns around and heads back into the city 
recognizing that his words of Jesus ringing in his ears were follow me and if Jesus is going back then then I'm going back too and that's where we believe that Peter himself was crucified but the beautiful thing about this these words here in John chapter 21 it says this it says um when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted to go. But when you were old, you would stretch out your hands. And, and, and what's beautiful in this word, which I, I think is absolutely captivating, is the fact that when you are old. So here is young man, Simon Peter, sat around the fire with the other disciples. And Jesus is saying, when you are old. And in a sense, what he is saying is, you have a lot to do before your time comes to an end. And that is something that, that, uh, that Simon Peter needs to take on board for himself is that, okay, God has got to given me a call over my life. There is a destiny. There is a work to do. And this work is going to take me into my old age. And you can take this on board from the way that um, Peter lives his life and responds from that point in time. If you go back to... Um, uh, go back, go forward, go forward to Acts chapter 12. I love this. I, I'm, I'm studying this at the moment for another one of my master's essays. And um, in Acts chapter 12, we, we read the story of, of the uh, arrest um, and uh, Peter's uh, escape from prison. But it says this, it says, it was about the time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church intending to uh, persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. When he saw that this was met with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of leavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to a guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after Passover. So Peter was kept in prison. But the church was earnestly praying to God for him. And the night before Herod was going to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and centuries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared. Let's not go on to that part of it, but the text here in Acts chapter 12, persecution's happening. Herod is on the rampage. He's gaining affiliation and affirmation from the Jews because of the way that they are treating the Christians. We have James, the brother of John, has been killed by the sword. Peter has been arrested. He's in prison. He's heading towards a bit of a phony trial. And he sleeps. And I, I just can't get over the fact that here we have... Uh, an awful situation where Peter finds himself uh, incarcerated, restricted, the knowledge that James has been killed, there's a trial happening the next day, the last thing that you would be doing, I'm sure, would be sleeping. But you see, when Jesus has told you that your death will come when you are old, you know that when you are young, it's not your time. And I think this is the now word that we, we need to take on board. When we recognise God's call over our life, we've got to know, Lord, where are you taking us? What is, what is the journey and how long is that journey? 
And when we hear a word from the Lord, when we've got that word and we've taken it into our hearts, it's almost like we become invincible. I, I love that sort of attitude. You know, God has promised me this. This is a promise he's placed on my life. And therefore, until that promise is fulfilled, I am invincible. How about that? Now, do we take the time to spend time in his presence, to seek his face, to know what his call is? That even in the midst of difficulty, like Peter in prison, we can find a peace that we can sleep because we've heard from God what it is that he's calling us to do. Now, what happens is Jesus goes on in uh, John chapter 21 to sort out some other problems that Peter might have. And, and maybe the position that Peter finds himself in after the uh, John 21 encounter helps him to be able to respond in the way that he does in Acts chapter 12. He knows he's going to have a long life. He knows that life's going to come to an end in a way similar to his saviour. But then you see verse 20, Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. And Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? And Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. So we have follow me in verse 19. And then we have follow me in verse 22. The focus all the time, Peter, Jesus is saying is make sure you follow me. Keep your eyes on me. Focus on me, what I am saying to you, where I am leading you. Don't you be worried or distracted by what's happening to other people around. Make sure you fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. It was Kay Warren, the um, wife of uh, Rip Warren from the Saddleback Church in the States, who um, was speaking once about Jesus's witty saying. And I've always remembered it. His witty saying, what is that to you? W-I-T-T-Y, what is that to you? And I have to ask myself, as you need to ask yourself, what is God calling me to do and how am I being called to respond, especially in this situation we find ourselves, and not be distracted by what he is doing with those people or those people, this person or that person. What is that to you? You see, once we start looking at other people, we start to allow uh, bitterness to grow or, or some sense of discontent in who we are and where we are going. If we look at what they've achieved and we compare it to what I've achieved, then there can be a sense of, you know, have I fallen short? Is something gone wrong here? And then I become envious. And then what happens next is that reaches into the depths of something uh, of bitterness and criticism and anger and angst and this is all the stuff that is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Don't worry about them Jesus says as he says to Peter don't worry about John don't worry about what's happening with those the concern is what I'm doing with you what is it to you I know the plans I have you for you, declares the Lord. Jeremiah 29. God's got plans. They're not blueprints. He's not. I don't believe that there is a you need to turn left, you need to turn right, you need to go straight ahead. 
I believe that God has given us a plan and we're going to walk out in that plan. Mark chapter 16 picks up very clearly that the plan, the destiny for each of the disciples is that we will go into all the world and preach the gospel, share the good news. And that good news sharing will be followed up by signs and wonders. That's part of our destiny. It's part of God's plan. But we do it because God has gifted us and has led us and has guided us as individuals to walk out in that, not to be distracted or in any way put off or moved into a place of bitterness and criticism about what's happening with everybody else. So here's where we close today as we draw to a conclusion in this look at John 21. God is raising up a people and the key to that people being as effective as he desires them to be is that we would listen to his voice that we would know the call that he's placed over our lives that our destiny we would know so do you know have you pressed in have you heard? And this is the brilliant thing about our situation now. Can we record some testimony? Can we hear from people? What is God saying to you today about what's happening next? So allow me to pray. Father God, we thank you that you are all knowing. We thank you that, that nothing catches you off guard. And even in the midst of the situation we find ourselves today, which is confusing, baffling, concerning, we know that you are a God who is above all of this, yet meets us as we seek your face to know the steps that we're going to take right now and into the future. I pray, Father, that you would give us vision and dreams, that you would open your word to us in a fresh and invigorating way, that we might know how we, as your people, can keep in step with Holy Spirit to be those who follow your plan to reach this world with the amazing good news of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a brilliant week.